0: In Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's a.m. 1380 and 99.9 FM. It is uh, Wednesday. It is April 20th. Excuse me, this portion of the John DiPietro Show, and I want to welcome everybody tuning in that is uh, joining us with our live stream, where we have uh, we are live on both, um, well, all of them, Facebook and Twitter, and also now on YouTube that really starts to build. And by the way, folks, you know, as I'm mentioning our different social media platforms, obviously, you know, right now at uh, 12.06, you're, you're listening to AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Um, you never know where social media is going to go. And so I um, highly encourage all of our listeners and followers, follow me on Facebook, on um, excuse me, on YouTube. And if you follow on YouTube, you could also follow on Facebook. I have a feeling that, you know, YouTube is going to continue to grow. We go where the different platforms are. We just in the past uh, really just couple of weeks really launched on TikTok. And it's it's going incredibly well. Um, each platform has different, you know, areas and parts of it that are are stronger than others. With TikTok, it's it's really amazing because it's truly an international platform. Um, some of them become regionalized. YouTube uh, can be, you know, the United States. Facebook is is centrally very local, and mostly, although you know, we do. Many times on Facebook, we'll hit ten and twelve states on a regular basis, but the core audience seemingly tends to be Rhode Island, Massachusetts, um, also Connecticut. Uh, we do get New York, Florida, um, Virginia, California. I mean, you know, we we do get people from from all over that that then follow it, and that is um, it's it's really incredible. But but make sure you're following in on YouTube only because you never know. Where things are going to go. And a lot of times, you know, the problem with many of these social media platforms is it's it's truly it's it's out of it's out of our control. Sometimes it can be out of our control. You know, I've talked about some of the difficulties we've had with Facebook when we were in Ukraine. Um, and some of those difficulties remain. As a matter of fact, that we're still trying to straighten out um, for, for various reasons. Uh, different things that that can happen. Um, When when I did enter Ukraine, one of the things that stood out to me was simply by entering the country, immediately all of my social media platforms were attacked. Now, the Russians, you know, again, if it wasn't me, I would would question whether or not this is true. But it did happen to me, so I know it's true. As I just adjust the... um, lighting a little bit with our live stream. But um, because I immediately started getting, uh, you get the, the email notification saying, you know, a, a device from such and such is trying to log on or change or do all types of things. It's, it's really incredible how the Russians, not only are they evil and not only, and by the way, I, I also have no sympathy the fact that Wimbledon is, is going to bar the, the Russian the uh, Russian tennis players. I, I just don't. And I was on a, a program not long ago, and the, the host was saying, and I liked the host, and I wasn't trying to, but the host was saying, can you imagine that? Russian NHL hockey players getting death threats. Well, you know, how, how do you expect people to react? Um, and it's it's not the same thing as, as what happened in our country with the Japanese during the Second World War. when When people have seen how Putin behaves, when we've seen how the atrocities that they've committed, people are justifiably horrified and mortified by it. So I I think it'd be a larger problem if these things were happening and there was no reaction. There was nothing being done about any of this. So do I have sympathy uh, for NHL Russian hockey players that are getting death threats? Well, first of all, I, I have sympathy for anyone that has received death threats. And sometimes when you are in The public realm. There's all kinds of nuts out there, you know, and you can get all kinds of threats, bodily harm, or various things like that. But what's worse to me is not the threats that the people of Ukraine have been receiving, but actual death and atrocities. So I I don't know what to make of that, you know, we're supposed to feel bad. Uh, The people of Russia need to do something. And I, I fully recognize that. You know, in many ways, if you if you saw that Putin Security Council meeting right before the war started, all of his top leaders are clearly petrified of the leader, right, of Putin. And conversely, that is certainly not the case when you see a Biden cabinet meeting that it's, you know, it's very um, uh, social, if anything, if anything, they're they're certainly not afraid of him. Um, I don't think there's fear there. I think they're putting on their best game face to still show that he's in charge, but there's a world of difference. So my, my point is, I, I just, you know, it's no one said it's fair, but what's, what's happening to the people of Ukraine isn't fair. And the people of Russia need to speak out more and make a stronger statement. Especially, you know, you have Russian athletes that, that are not reliant to go back over there, uh, are high, are high profile, and should speak out folks this portion of the john DePietro show on this wednesday and by the way coming up at twelve we're going to speak with um former ambassador scott brown also he was the senator of massachusetts i've known scott brown for close to 20 years the guy is solid he was on fox business yesterday we're gonna his wife uh gail huff is running for congress in new hampshire we're going to talk with ambassador scott brown coming up at the bottom half of the hour. But this portion of the program, folks, brought you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Listen, it's another sunny, chilly, but nice spring day. They are open for the season. Beautiful selection of pansies, pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers, bowls, assorted colors, tulips, hyacinths, daffodils, hydrangeas. Their hydrangeas are just a work of art. Debbie, they are truly talented. Stop in, folks, worth the ride. Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. They have a very good Facebook page. I share it on our Facebook page. Gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. Plus, screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch, crushed stone. Uh, It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. And also, I recognize at 1213, it is the lunchtime. And if you're riding along right now and you're hungry... Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they're open. They're open 7, excuse me, (coughs) Tuesday through Saturday, 7 in the morning till 2 o'clock. The most delicious calzones. Old-fashioned pizza strips, wimpy skimpies, spinach pies, plus the Let's Go Brandon cupcakes and donuts. Everything baked fresh. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron is a friend of mine. The guy is just so talented. He is an artist. And they're open right now, right off of... um, Right off the highway, Silver Spring Street, off of 95, right near, you know, Cello's is right there, and then AAA in Providence is right there, and it's easy, safe parking. I don't know, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they're open right now for lunch. Well, folks, I um, again, we are going to talk with Ambassador Scott Brown coming up at the bottom half of the hour, <clears throat> but as I played a little bit of last hour, and I have reached out to the director of the ACI. Um, this story, and I want to give credit to NBC Ten, but this is ludicrous that you have uh, correctional officers making over or making over. Forget about their salary; their salary seemingly is in line sixty five thousand, seventy five thousand, but making over two hundred thousand dollars in overtime. That that's obscene. That woman should be replaced. But there's something. There's an odd dynamic between, you know, Ramundo let this explode in 2018 to get their endorsement for her re-election, Governor Ramundo, and now McKee and Ramundo have done nothing. Granted, it was during COVID. Um, how hard can it be to hire <clears throat> that at the ACI, they're supposedly down uh, 80, 80 correctional officers? But I am telling you- it- if Let me ask you a question. If you were making $65,000 and then you were making 100000 overtime or 150000 overtime or $200,000 overtime, would you want your union, would you want the Correctional Officers Union to hire more people and then your salary goes back to 65000 70000 Someone making a couple thousand extra a year and overtime is one thing. The ACI is online right now. And, folks, this is... You know, this is the McKee administration that they're allowing this. I fully get, yeah, Ramundo did let that go on and it was wrong. And this business of COVID, COVID is is basically over. COVID has become a cold at this point, unless someone that has, you know, severe underlying health conditions. Um, But it is, in. and what is absurd is all you have to do is slowly go up 95 north to Walpole Prison. There's no way- That those correctional officers are making that kind of money. And, but what is so, you know, I knew A.T. Wall when he was uh, running the ACI. Um, And again, I wanna give Brian Crandall of NBC 10 credit, but this is, this comes under, and, and what is most disturbing to me is the director of the ACI and her comments of, you know, some people seem begrudgingly that they're making this money. They should be. This is out of whack. It's gonna cost the state. 30 million in overtime. If you can't run your department efficiently, then they they need to find someone who can. But I believe it's tied to the union and campaign contributions, the way it always is. And McKee right now, of course, he's not going to do anything. Richard Ferruccio has been there a long time. And his job is to keep his union members happy. You know what keeps them happy? having a shortage of correctional officers, so then the people there make a ton of money. And listen, I get they want to say, hey, how would you like your work and then you're going to keep working. The fact of the matter is they're pulling in more than triple what the pay would be. And I think they also realize at some point this could go away. I believe it's it's the way like why not make the money now while they can, because this may not last forever. Uh, and I recognize some of them, Tim White did a good piece on this on these quads that they do, these ridiculous amount of hours. But the the, the fact of the matter is, I think these individuals recognize that at some point the party's going to come to an end. So just grab as much money as you can. You know, And I come back to, is it important is a safe uh, a smoke detector valuable? Absolutely it is. But would you pay 10,000 for a smoke detector? I mean, this is absurd how much they're making. This is the Channel 10 piece for those that did not hear it.
1: Behind the razor wire and the walls is another workplace that is suffering from a lack of help. We are definitely short-staffed, and uh, we have some concerns that nobody's paying attention. The ACI is about 80 correctional officers short. And because of that, more are being forced to work added overtime shifts told to stay even after their eight hours is done. Union boss Richard Ferruccio says it happened 4,000 times last year. Yeah, in my 38 years, this is the worst I've seen. I mean, some of it was COVID-driven. A lot of it's driven because we're just short-staffed. Forced overtime shifts are not new and are a known part of taking the job. But there's a difference in getting frozen in for emergency situation versus day-to-day operations. And that's what's happening right now.
2: It's a morale issue. It's a it's a, it's a family issue. You go to work on a Saturday, expect them to be able
1: to come home Saturday night to your daughter's birthday, and you get frozen in. Usually the spouse isn't too happy that you're not there for it. We have some correctional officers that have daycare issues. I really commend them. for Department of Corrections Coming Director in, Patricia coyne go. It's not something we like to do, and, and I know it's a real burden on the staff. You try to have a life outside of work, but the reality is it's a prison and, and I, I can't just close the doors and tell everyone we'll be back in the morning. No one suggested In the first nine months of the current fiscal year, the ACI has racked up more than $23 million in overtime pay. That's on pace to top $30 million for the third year in a row. The two years before the pandemic saw slightly smaller overtime payouts. In recent years, correctional officers have popped up on the list of the state's highest paid employees. Officers regularly make more in overtime than in regular salary. Way more. This fiscal year, some have already pulled in more than a hundred thousand in overtime alone one officer closing in on two hundred thousand dollars in overtime huh. with three months left to go i almost feel like some people get offended by the fact that a correctional officer is making that much it's money our money. and i don't because they earned Tax. that money they hey, came to money. work they were not earning prison.
2: a smart move to, to be able to up the um up the wages um up the
1: working conditions improve some of these things so that we can it's attract and, and retain more people because if they don't you know, they're going to continue to pay the overtime. But CoinFig does not think the staff shortages are all about the money. This is hard work and it's shift work. And when you get hired, you are going uh, to have Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. You're going to work third shift. You're probably going to be ordered over a The,
0: the fact that she uh, is trying to justify this amount of money tells me that she's part of the problem. Listen, I, I am not. In any way, I'm friendly with some correctional officers. I respect the work of the correctional officers. It comes down to you're going to have some correctional officers uh, at the ACI that between their salary and overtime are will make over three hundred thousand. That is that. Listen, that's that's not. You don't pay people for that, and there are people. The people that are in favor of that, they would say. You know, if someone said, well, then what if you started paying police? Yes, good. Go ahead. What if you start paying fire that? Yes, go. go. Listen, I get it. There are some people. It's the same people that want a 19 hour uh, dollar minimum wage. Uh, It's not fair to the taxpayers. How long does a class take to recruit and get the people in there? It can't be that long. If they can crank out and after whatever it is, I think for the state police, isn't the academy like three months long? So what would it be for a correctional officer? A month? Two months? Again, I'm not knocking the occupation. But this is so out of whack. And where it's also out of whack is with Massachusetts, Walpole. Because of that, to guard a prisoner in Rhode Island, is basically 100,000 more than a Massachusetts. We pay that. That's taxpayer. This is ridiculous. They are purposely keeping the staffing numbers low so the people that are there have the option to make all this money in overtime. It is a complete waste. And her defense of that tells me that she's, she's on board with this. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro show, I you know, with grilling season is here. And I would love you to pop in Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, located 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Swiftfield. They are on Facebook. They also have a, a great website, JSJ'sAppliance.com. It's grilling season. They have a tremendous section on grills. They're a uh, family-owned for over 35 years. You know, their business actually started in 1963, small sales and service business. But both Joe Senior, Joe Junior, you deal directly with the owners. And wait do you check out the Weber grills they have are fabulous. Genesis grills, charcoal grills, gas grills, electric grills. When's the last time you got a new grill? Folks, Jay's Appliance, Jay's Broadway Appliance. And remember, they will match or beat any package deal they're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Now, okay, so someone says, well, I, I work late. You can make an appointment for Saturday. I repeat, you can make an appointment for Saturday and a Sunday. And the appointments, I think that's even more convenient. You know, book your appointment for Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning. You're going to be there. Great service. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield. Right, uh, They're right down from the Thirsty Beavers right there. Um, it's Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Stop in and check out their tremendous selection on grills. I love to grill outside. It's a completely different experience. It's enjoyable. Uh, sometimes the food just, maybe it's my imagination, but it tastes better. But it's just so enjoyable this time. And I love also when you smell just food cooking on the grill pop in see what they have 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield well folks good afternoon again check out uh the website dipetro.com and depetro.com, which is brought to you by brood awakenings discover the brood difference at brood awakenings which is delicious for lunch or breakfast sandwiches they also have smoothies uh, Brood Awakenings, two locations in Johnston, support this great local business. Also Pontiac Avenue in Cranston and Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Again, we're going to speak with, amb- <clears throat> excuse me, Ambassador Scott Brown coming up. But check out the website, dipetro.com. And I am told that, um, I am told that the, um, Bob Lancia. you know, I, um, he has a, uh, a busy week, and we're going to talk to him next week. But for those wondering about uh, the, the CD2 race, it's now down to um, former Representative Bob Lancia and Mayor Fung. And also, you can also see the latest on the McKee FBI probe, which is very interesting development with that. One of the main players has left his job and taken a new job. I think that's a very interesting development. We're going to talk about that with our uh, legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. Uh, I hope earlier you caught last hour. We had representative fear on the situation at the border. That is uh, seemingly folks, it's, it's, it's bad. It's getting worse. Uh, The Biden administration, they're planning right now. Let me also just see this. Um, Former ambassador, Scott Brown he was on Fox Business, on the Competitiveness Coalition, a newly formed coalition, 15 small businesses, consumer taxpayer advocate advocates groups to oppose congressional overreach into the tech industry. So we'll talk with um, um, former Ambassador Scott Brown, who, um, you know, he was without question, he was a big player in, in fact, the. Trump administration. He got on early with President Trump and um, and also you know Scott Brown also has just been always such a force. He was the former Republican senator from Massachusetts, he was also the. US ambassador in New Zealand during the Trump administration. and he, um, he I know he loved that job. His quote, "I saw firsthand how untrustworthy foreign adversaries are working every day to weaken. America's economic and uh, technological leadership. So we'll find out exactly about that. And then if you remember, he ran what I would just consider one of the most uh, brilliant campaigns. And that was um, when he won, Senator Kennedy died in office and then Scott Brown, you know, won that, that Senate race and had, you know, that incredible line with David Gergen. Uh, it was the debate at Harvard where they were saying, you know, what, what do people think about you're going to go in with uh, the Ted, the Kennedy seat and undo Obamacare? And Senator Brown was – Scott Brown was so ready for that line. He had the great television commercials of him riding around in his pickup truck and the brown jacket and um, had that great line of all due respect. You know, it's not, it's not the Democrat seat. It's not the Kennedy seat. It's it's the people's seat and like boom, perfect delivery unleashed. Now also, the Republican candidate for governor, Ashley Collis, she has her first uh, television commercial that's going to be up on television. I did post it on Facebook. I've shared it on social media on Twitter. I'm we're going to uh, play that coming up. Uh, either this hour or next hour. So, you know, so far, she certainly deserves a chance. And we're going to see, you know, where her campaign is is going to go with this. But I think she's smart to build name recognition. At this point, folks, um, as much as she is an outsider and she's trying to learn the ropes of the state, uh, she certainly seems like she's going to, you know, run a very competitive race and have the finances to run a, competitive race and at the very least be an alternative. So she's got her challenges. She certainly has her challenges, but starting to build name recognition and being out there and uh, having a very well-produced television commercial. um, This this state is so void of leadership right now and certainly in desperate need of someone that's willing to step up um, on behalf of the people without question. All right, folks, joining us right now, he is the former ambassador to New Zealand. It is our friend, former Senator Scott Brown. Good afternoon, Ambassador Brown.
2: Well, good afternoon, stranger. How are you and your listeners doing
0: today in this blustery day? Very well, Ambassador Brown. I also need to mention, folks, he is phenomenal when he sits in with his friends in uh, Cheap Trick, And uh, plays the guitar and is just tremendous. Uh, Ambassador, first of all, I want to commend you on serving our country. Uh, It seems like the experience you had in New Zealand was, was really remarkable.
2: Well, thank you, John, and it's great to hear your voice. Yeah, I hit New Zealand, Cook, New A, Samoa, and our interest in Antarctica—one of the largest geographical districts in, in the arsenal of the State Department—and I was uh, one of the first to be appointed in out the door for President Trump. Uh, as you know, uh, I was, well, you wouldn't know—I was number two behind Israel by a couple of uh, couple of weeks—and served uh, the second longest, almost four years. So, yeah, it was an honor to serve. Uh, you can, if you if you see what's going on down there with China in the end Indo- of. Pacific and in all the ASEAN nations you know trying to uh, basically uh, overtake that region, building and militarizing islands over leveraging Pacific island nations and uh, basically just trying to dominate the, the trade routes in that area it's, it's really eye-opening so learned a lot enjoy pushing back against China every every single day and uh, you know I'm back you're right I do have I, I do play and I have a band Scott Brown of the diplomats you can look it up we're actually playing a lot of uh, in, in the area of the Rhode Island Massachusetts, New Hampshire area. So love to have people follow us.
0: Ambassador, if you don't mind, follow up a little bit. Uh, Right now, the world is obviously consumed with Ukraine, Russia, their aggression, them invading Ukraine. But not far behind, people need to understand, uh, China's making very aggressive moves in the Pacific.
2: Well, they've been doing it. Uh, Look at what's happening with the Solomon Islands now. That effectively could choke off the trade routes. See, China, this is the difference between the United States and and China. Uh, China's not an enemy, but they're certainly a competitor, and they're not playing by the rules. Uh, They're using the WTO to gain uh, status as a developing country, which we all know they're not. I mean, they have the same status as Samoa or Cook Islands, you know, these small island nations. And that gives them... (laughs) The other developed country. And then they're building and militarizing islands, these sandbars, and actually building and, and, and changing the law of the air, law of the sea, international law that's been in play for centuries, and they don't care. And the only and the, the beauty about having President Trump is the ASEAN and uh, Indo-Pacific in the Nations, they appreciated the fact that President Trump was the first guy to stand up to them, and now look what's happening. It's completely upside down, and President Z is actually watching President Biden and his missteps and half-steps and catch-ups, and it's creating a real problem uh, to the point where Taiwan is potentially next.
0: Yeah. And if you don't mind, touch on that. President Trump was very aggressive on China. President Trump was working to turn the tide on China. I think in many ways they they were relieved to see President Trump uh, leave office. Uh, Ambassador Brown, touch on Taiwan, if you don't mind, the situation there a little bit. I know uh, former Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is now Commerce Secretary. She's talked about, you know, the danger, the fact that we are so the world's really relying on Taiwan because of what they manufacture. But there's uh, this seemingly very aggressive nature and a lot of people very fearful that that China is making aggressive moves towards Taiwan.
2: Well, I've been there three times. I was there when uh, Mayor Ma was was the mayor and he ended up being president. And, yeah, that's real. Everything is real. And, um, yeah, they, they present they, they produce some of the like one of the largest uh, chip producers in taiwan so taiwan goes to china and and you know there goes our chip production that's why we need to bring and that's why president trump was saying hey we got to bring this stuff back all these all these areas where we we're really relying on other countries for our supply chain issues especially when it comes to our defense and uh, national security and pharmaceuticals it's real i mean they're not making it up And yes, China is is always considered Taiwan part of China, just like Hong Kong. And you saw what happened there and and see what's happening there. You can't criticize China. You can't uh, do anything else. You're basically put in a reconditioning camp.
0: Mm. They are. uh, I'm not sure everyone's aware just how much they're on lockdown and how much uh, the government, um, how they they treat their citizens. Now. uh, Ambassador Brown, you had a great hit on Fox Business about this competitiveness coalition. Uh, Tell us about it.
2: Well, it's formed today or launched today. It's basically what we what we're seeing here is you know Facebook, Twitter, and other other people that control the social media. They're censoring uh, conservatives. We know it. Everyone knows it. So obviously, the, the 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 right is very upset in Congress, and the left is upset that they don't have enough control. So they're putting forth legislation that uh, the two sides to be marrying up. But what they're failing to note is that uh, by passing these monstrosity of bills, uh, it affects the. Young startups, not only in Rhode Island, but Massachusetts, where we're the, we're the tech capital. I mean, look at Cambridge, forget about it, the innovation ca- right. corridors that we, we have, and, and obviously, you know, New England. It's just, it's unbelievable. So to, to take one piece of legislation and have it affect, you know, every company listen, if there are bad actors and there are problems, then go after those issues. Don't just put in a, another another rule, another regulation to take away our competitiveness, competitiveness especially against China.
0: Ambassador Brown, um, you mentioned New Hampshire. Now, uh, you know, Gail Huff is is running for Congress. President Biden was in New Hampshire yesterday. Um, Any idea? What can you tell us? How was he received? And um, how is, uh, you know, the the Biden presidency right now is, is seemingly like just going down in flames?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, it was a chilly reception, just like the chilly weather we had yesterday. It was, it was barely filled, and it was all scripted. Do You know that he's having some cognitive issues. Everyone yes. knows it. We've seen it in our families, and God, if that was President Trump or any other wow. president, quite frankly, you know, they'd be all over him. We need a full examination. We need full disclosure, and they hide it with this president, and it's very, very disturbing. That being said, yeah, he's obviously, uh, you know, he's polling. Ladies, Quinnipiac polls at 33%, and Pappas and Hassan, who are the congressman and senator, are polling terribly as well. So uh, yeah, he came up to tout some infrastructure. The funny thing is, is one of the things he was touting is something that President Trump put into play, which is dredging the harbor in Portsmouth for the naval shipyard. And it's like, yo, Mr. President, you didn't even do that, sir. But uh, it's, it's interesting, John, that the even the Democratic pollsters are saying that this polling is the worst in the president's uh, history of service. That's how bad it is. I believe you're going to see a red wave of people get out, at least have that check and balance in the in the House. The Senate is up for grabs. And the only way that you can really stop the hearing, stop the madness, is to really shift gears and have a check and balance. And yeah, my wife, Gail, who many of you know, she worked at W W L N E in Rhode Island. Uh, Gail Huff, uh, Gail Huff Brown. She, after we got back from uh, New Zealand, she's watching the Afghanistan pullout. And she says, you know, starts yelling at the TV. I said, yo, what's up? She says, I'm done. I'm not going to be one of those complainers. I'm going to run. I said, oh, what, for selectmen, city council? You no, know, Congress. I'm like, what? <laughs> so uh, yeah, she, if people want to help, they can go to GailHuffBrownforCongress.com and check it out. Uh, because there's no Republican representation in New England, so if you need a passport, you need you know any type of federal uh, help when people are busting your chops. I mean, wh- wh- where do you go? That's right. I mean, you know, Rhode Island doesn't have any. No, it's like Massachusetts. I mean, everybody is, is is like that. So it's like you know, what what do you
0: do? So. You know, Ambassador Brown, not only that, but what we're also finding is, you know, listen, you, you've, you've been down and you've served in D.C. Uh, right now, without question, they, they're going to take the House, the Republicans. They may take the Senate. It's, it's as if there's about to be a big party that's about to take place. And because of who our representatives in Washington, let's face it, they, they're going to be on the outside looking in as far as all the Democrats.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. But, John, you know, like me, you remember I was down 41 points and it was right. a four-month election and I won by eight. So it's not over till it's over. People really can't be complacent. And if they like the fact that they're paying almost three times for heating oil yep. and Gap than they were a year and a half ago, or they like, <coughs> excuse me, fentanyl coming into their cities and, and towns and an open border where allowing people to come in we don't know who they are i spoke to a sheriff friend of mine up here in new hampshire and by the way i'm from new hampshire so you know i, I lived in mass because my parents got divorced when i was young but love love massachusetts love rhode island been to federal hill a zillion times yeah and and uh the sheriff stopped a, a person and he's like ran the what's your name i gave him some phony name it didn't come up in the database. So how do you arrest somebody like that? How do you charge them? How do you serve them? And it's dangerous. It's it's dangerous what this administration is doing. And inflation, dangerous. On our national security, dangerous. The border, dangerous. And and it's like there's a, an effort by the left, I mean, supported by, respectfully, your congressmen and senators, to to basically put us over the cliff into a socialist country. Yes. And it's
0: unacceptable. Ambassador Brown, what do you make of uh, Elon Musk's attempt to maybe take over by Twitter? Amen. Yeah. Amen.
2: Yeah, I wish I had that amount of money. I'd buy it in a second and I fire everybody and I make it uh, here's what I think about uh, TV, radio, newspapers, all the social media platforms. If you don't like it, just change the station. Right. Just don't go on it. Yeah. It's just the president. take the president off those platforms and allow the president of Russia Putin on there and and, and all the ayatollahs and and all the terrorist groups. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, this is that, outrageous. It is. I mean, outrageous. you think know, like the guy, but here's the funny thing. You know, people say, "Hi, how's, how's it going, Biden?" Well, oh, Jesus, not doing well. I said, "Well, were you more upset at the mean tweets and the fact that you didn't like how the president treated people? Or talked?" But you were paying a buck seventy two for gas. Inflation was at an all time low. The border was secure. China was in check. The economy was zooming. The, 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 does that bother you more than what's happening now? I mean, right. this, is, this is dangerous.
0: Ambassador Brown. Uh, speaking of New Hampshire, what what is the reaction up there? That it it looks like the the Democrat Party they're going to pull out and no longer make New Hampshire that that first primary in the country.
2: Well, they're going to try, and that's what you know. Chris Pappas and, the, and 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 the the federal delegation have not fought it, and that's one of the things that Gale and others are trying to protect. Yep. Because it is a very important economic. Engine, obviously. Yes. But more, you know, the, and when they vet, they take it very, very seriously. Hmm. So we're going to make sure that. Uh, well, hopefully they'll they'll make sure that that doesn't happen.
0: You you mentioned um, before I let you go. You mentioned Afghanistan, but touch on Ukraine because it sure seems as if, you know, Ambassador Brown. And again, folks, who are speaking with, Ambassador Scott Brown, uh, that the Biden administration, that every time they were kind of like almost drawing a line in the sand. Putin was scoffing at it right across it. All he talked about initially, Biden, the president, was, you know, sanctions or let's try to get them to the peace table. It's very clear that Putin, they have no interest in negotiations. They certainly have no interest in peace. And it just seems the Biden administration has always been at least one, if not two steps ahead. of. And then they keep folding on what they they hesitated to do. And then they end up doing it.
2: You know, first of all, uh, you mean the red line like Obama did with Syria? That's right, uh, yes. The, the red line that Biden, and as you say, you don't believe me, I mean, uh, you know, Biden, President Biden's been wrong on every national security issue, uh, you know, for, forever. And to think it would be any different here is just wrong. Bottom line is, uh, he, don't listen to me, listen to President Zelensky. He said, hey, listen, had you put in the swift sanctions, had you given us the lethal weapons we needed, yep. had you actually... Uh, 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 respected our sovereignty, you would have done something earlier. It's half steps and missteps. And as a result of the inaction of this administration, here we are. And you know, Zelensky is, is a hero. He's he a is. world he's a world inspirational hero. Yep. And Putin is a war criminal. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that we can get out of this, in a, but it doesn't look hopeful. Here's the problem. Putin thought it was going to be done in three days. I predicted it would not be that way because of the, the terrain, the weather, the the will of the, the of the uh, Ukrainian people. I actually had the honor of meeting some parliamentarians last fall, last hmm. summer fall. Seven or eight of them came over to New Hampshire, and, and we're still in contact with them. And I'll tell you what, they're hanging on by 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 a you know by a thread. And what they've asked for is lethal, not only lethal weaponry, uh, which President Obama didn't give them. That's right. Uh, President Trump did, and finally President Biden is. But they need lethal intelligence. Hey, by the way, uh, the guys, uh, here's where they are. Uh, Here's the intelligence. Go bomb them. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for that lethal intelligence. And the lawyers and everybody are mucking it up so much. By the time they get it, six, seven, ten days later, it's too late. Mm. So it's just so much red tape, so much BS. It's just so frustrating. And it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. And that's, you know, who's looking at this? President Z is looking at it. Kim Jong-un is looking at it in North Korea. Iran is looking at it. It's out of control.
0: And Ambassador Brown, Vice President Harris, at, at this point, she has seemingly disappeared from the, the radar screen. She does not seem to be an effective uh, use of sending someone over for either diplomatic relations or to send a message. That, I, I think she's, she's just such a, a weak link in this Biden White House.
2: Yeah it's it's a, it's it's you yeah. know <sighs> Sad. I mean, she is ineffective. I mean, you know, she's got a laugh, laughing disorder or something, and she just every <laughs> time there's a tough question, she starts to chuckle and you know yeah. make some stupid, stupid gesture. That's Complete right. lack of respect uh, by our allies and by our foes. They're emboldening our foes, and you know we got to. Uh, once again, I'm a glass half full guy. I'm. A, I love this country more than anything in the world, and I am hopeful still because it is the greatest country. Especially when you've been overseas. I mean, I've been to Afghanistan, Pakistan, Israel, Dubai, Jordan. I'm New Zealand, Cook, Newa, Samoa, Antarctica—you know all these areas—and and I'll tell you what, there's no better country. But we're in trouble, yeah. and if people need to get up and they need to—I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent—you need to shift it so there's a check and balance. And we got to take back the—you know—bring President Biden back to the center because he is so far left and being dictated by these AOC and, and, respectfully, a lot of your delegation in Rhode Island yes. and Massachusetts Ambassador- and New Hampshire—it's yeah. crazy.
0: Folks, again, and we're going to have uh, Gail Huff on as well. Folks, he is uh, Ambassador Scott Brown. Ambassador, you sound great. Uh, sharp as ever. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. I look forward to seeing you in person at some point over the next couple of weeks. Well,
2: uh, that would be great. And people can follow me on Twitter at, at Sen, S-E-N, Scott Brown. And uh, listen, everyone, stay hopeful. Go get them. John, thank you.
0: All right, folks. There he is. Thank you, Ambassador. Ambassador Scott Brown right here. On the John DePietro Show. You know, he is, um you want to talk about, wow, I talk to a lot of different people. Talk about clicking on all cylinders. Really, really impressive um, voice of reason. And he also, folks, very effectively... Think of that. He served President Trump as the ambassador in New Zealand. Right now, it's 1246. You're listening and watching to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This part of the program is part by J. Perry Paving. Now, listen, winter seemingly is finally behind us, although it's chilly. J. Perry Paving, they provide high quality, fair pricing, Exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. They offer a free estimate for any project. So whether it's Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call letter J, J. Perry Paving at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Free quote. Whether it's the driveway or the patio, seal coating, commercial, residential, letter J, J Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com. Remember, they are a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting clients' needs, whether it's a brand-new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J Perry Paving has your back. Folks, call right now, free quote, 401 732-1730. And remember, no one is better, mark my words, no one's better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Once a month, they raffle off and give away a free driveway paved for a veteran. I've posted video on this. We had a veteran that served our country in Korea, and the man was just beaming there they were it was in november kind of towards the end of the season but they gave them a brand new driveway and what a difference it makes on your home so if you uh if you're a veteran or maybe your mother is or your father or grandfather or grandmother or aunt uncle boyfriend folks call them no one is better to veterans than j perry paving 401 732 1730. Folks, good afternoon at 1248. It is the John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I am going to play the uh, new television commercial. I posted it on the Facebook page, but I'm going to play the audio of it. Um, you can hear it in just a moment from Ashley Collis. And I realize it's, um, I, I'm not exactly pronouncing her, her last name correctly. So I'm going to play that so we can um, pick up on it a little bit this portion of the program though is brought by propane plus call them today in Rhode Island for all your propane needs propane plus heating and cooling 401 885 4209 in Massachusetts 508 252 3359 for propane plus so i want to play this is i believe she's going to be the she's the first one up on television she is the she is an outsider uh, it's Ashley Callas, and at least then I'm going to be able to um, hear exactly how she pronounces it. The uh, name of the television spot is Better Tomorrow, Better Tomorrow. So this is the new television commercial.
3: Against me. We're getting killed at the gas pumps, food prices are soaring, it costs more to heat our home, and the dream of owning a home is out of reach for many. Income is not keeping up with inflation. And as a mom of three school-aged boys, I understand these struggles. It is time to level the playing field. The days of I Know a Guy are over. It works for the insiders, but it doesn't work for you. Rhode Island needs a fighter, now more than ever. And I'll fight to make Rhode Island a more affordable place to live, work, and raise a family. I will fight for parental involvement in education. And I will fight to end the scourge of addiction and to keep our neighborhood safe. I believe in our unlimited potential. And before us is the challenge of the next half century. We need a leader with gigantic aspirations, an agenda so bold, we will tap into every Rhode Islander's hopes and dreams. This is the time, right now, that we will write the greatest chapter in Rhode Island's history. My name is Ashley Kalis, and I invite you to join this movement.
0: Kalis, that's right. Um, I think it's strong. It's well put together. Um, You know, just came out. And it is now available. We'll wait to see. I'm anxious then to see it on television, um, which I think is also going to be a challenge, by the way. Not just for her, but for all candidates. But she's the first one out. What benefits her? I want to play it one more time because I want you to listen to the issues that she's focusing on. What I find and pick up from this is she's the issues that she's come out of the box with. Now, she doesn't have a primary so she doesn't have to worry about getting bogged down with Republican issues. These are somewhat mainstream issues. These are, um, listen, they're geared for independent voters. Someone that I know is like, I don't get it. You know, she should have on, they didn't exactly say this, but basically they're intimating she should have on a red hat. She should be wearing, waving a Trump flag. Everything should be in red. She should be talking about gun control, uh, Second Amendment. And those are Republican issues. This is Rhode Island. Rhode Island Republicans, what you have to recognize is if, if she doesn't have Republican voters voting for her, then she doesn't stand a chance. What they need to win what she needs to win, her campaign needs, are independent voters and even some moderate Democrats. What she needs are the Trump Democrats to vote for her. But if she, so it's kind of, if she does a, a campaign commercial, hear me out, that is really just geared towards Republican voters and you don't get the independents or even some Democrats, well then you're going to lose, <clears throat> you're going to lose. If she does a commercial if she doesn't get Republicans voters, it's over anyway. So you might as well go towards the middle and try to get independence in some of those Trump Democrats. So uh, what is she going to say about someone was asking me about the CD2 race as far as um, and Fung and Lancia. And they were saying, you know, I want to know where they stand on the Second Amendment in Rhode Island. Well, their views don't matter on the Second Amendment in Rhode Island. I find a lot of people are confused as to what they do in Washington, what they do locally. I think a governor of Rhode Island certainly could have some impact. Uh, but it says a lot. She's the first one up. Ashley Kalis. I want to play it again. And she's talking about she is talking about education. It's not bang through the head. Now, this is a general commercial. Um, it, it it could be, you know, you want more direct. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, that they will get better at making these. I mean, I don't want to be too picky. The voice inflection, there's a lot there the way it kind of falls off when she's talking. Um, eventually, you know, I would think that they're going to film her out campaigning with people. But this is the, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. She is married. She has three young sons. Uh, presents herself I think pretty well Ashley Kalis so let's hear this again
3: for a lot of families every day in Rhode Island feels like it's getting harder to make ends meet we're getting killed at the gas pumps food prices are soaring it costs more to heat our home and the dream of owning a home is out of reach for many income is not keeping up with inflation and as a mom of three school age boys I understand these struggles it is time To level the playing field, the days of I know a guy are over. It works for the insiders, but it doesn't work for you. I don't like Rhode Island needs a fighter now more than ever, and I'll fight to make Rhode Island a more affordable place to live, work, and raise a family. I will fight for parental involvement in education, and I will fight to end the scourge of addiction and to keep our neighborhoods safe. I believe in our unlimited potential, and before us is the challenge of the next half century. We need a leader with gigantic aspirations, an agenda so bold we will tap into every Rhode Islander's hopes and dreams. This is the time, right now, that we will write the greatest chapter in Rhode Island's history. My name is Ashley Keyless, and I invite you to join this movement.
0: Um, I think the script should be shorter. Um, I think she could pause a little bit more. It's a lot there. You don't need the "I know a guy" thing. Um, that doesn't. High gas prices. Lack of affordable housing. Um, I I mean, I know what they mean by the I know a guy thing, which is in all the insiders. But I I don't think it fits there. I don't think they need it. I would have I would slow it down. To me, it sounds like someone running uh, reading very, very fast. It's too much script there. But I think she'll get better at it. Right. Not bad out of the box. First time. Um, she presents herself well, and we'll see where this evolves a little bit. But I give her credit, Ashley Kalis, who is running for governor as a Republican. It, where she benefits is not having a Republican primary. But there's, there's almost too much in that spot, to be honest. I mean, there just is. The things she's saying are all true. High People are concerned about how much they have to pay for gas, home heating oil, um she doesn't knock McKee, she doesn't knock Biden, but you're you're brand new. You don't want to get into that just yet. You wanna get the crowd to know you a little bit. People generally they don't like traditionally voters have not liked when someone comes out of the box if they're not well known and they immediately start um they immediately start attacking, you know, another candidate you 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 need a bank or a reservoir if you will of goodwill before you start doing that because when you go negative as much as the other person their negatives you know rise her neg whoever's attacking their negatives rise so it's a double edged sword you really want to build up an incredible amount of goodwill positive messaging and then if you are going to go negative you want to Like, save it. As far as if you're the one going negative, I'm not even convinced because of Governor McKee and his problems, I'm not entirely convinced that she would even have to go negative because, um, simply because, so this is interesting. Um, A. uh, Seth Magaziner garnered headlines in March. He called high-profile emergency vote sell off Rhode Island's pension fund of Russian assets as a protest against the Ukraine war. A month later, Rhode Island hasn't sold them. So that's, um, that's interesting. Also, a former student now and his father are taking North Kingstown school officials to court over the handling over the Aaron Thomas. You know, to date... To date, pork boy has not disavowed i i just don 't understand how um, a media outlet in this day and age allows someone to be on the air making excuses and running a counter offensive of public positive public PR for someone with the uh, the naked fat te- uh, the naked fat test coach i don 't understand that i 've heard from so many North kingstown. Parents and others that would try to get through to present a different narrative and they're not allowed on the air. Park boy down the dial. He holds everybody off. You're not allowed on the air if you're going to say anything negative about the coach. Um, you know, as much as everyone objects and talks about Elon Musk, what do you call that? Something very bizarre about that. So folks, right now it's 1259. Now we have a lot more to go next hour. We are going to talk nationally. Uh, Ambassador Brown was right. That that Biden appearance yesterday in New Hampshire is just, I mean, he is on the decline. And I think the dots need to be connected. There's also a big development with the Governor McKee FBI probe. So what we're going to do next hour is radio only. We're going to break for. The one o'clock news. You can listen next hour, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen at the website, dePetro.com. Uh, we're going to be back. The power hour is next right here on the John DePetro show after the 12 o'clock news.